Oh, that's fine. So there we go. Right. <laughs> okay, imagine hang on, it's not as hot now, is it? So that's not... No, it's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm drinking a coffee. An actual hot coffee. I don't think I've ever drunk coffee during any of these. <laughs> don't tell trading standards that. <laughs> Chats over air. Yeah. Who's my yoga teacher? But that doesn't have the same ring, does it? You know, I said I don't like saying my name out loud. I don't like saying the podcast mm. name out loud either. When anyone asked me what the name was, I was just like, oh, well. Oh, it's... yeah. And it's not because I don't think it's a good name, because I was thinking if I called it, or well, obviously it would be a joint decision, of course, but <laughs> if I called it something different, I can only imagine worse titles for it. Like yeah, yeah. Comedy Yoga or some, something like this. That'd be awful. Oh, God. I can't call it that. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> so that is, is what it is, but I just don't like mm. saying it. For some reason, and because it's a long title, someone's like, oh, what's the title yeah. of the podcast? I'm like, oh, here we go. Five words or whatever it is. Is it five words? No, it's seven words. Seven words. I was going to say, it's more than five, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I was just about to count. <laughs> Sorry. Five words that you'd cap- capitalise, not... <laughs> Maybe. Oh, yeah. I never know which words to capitalise or not. With my oh, should yeah. probably be lowercase, shouldn't it? Well, when I feel like that, I just do either all or nothing. And then, it, and then I don't get it wrong. <laughs> I was looking at your email... And you said we could talk about marketing, attention, and sleep. And then I just thought, what's attention? <laughs> <laughs> I think I mentioned that because there's a guy called Johan Hari. Have you heard of him? No. He's written some books that I think they're sort of, I don't know, you say they're mental health related, all of them. Because I think, sure, one of them is called like The Silent Scream. That sounds very, very dramatic. But, um, <laughs> but I was just listening to him talk a little bit about how attention is a massive problem in the current you know, age. And are we, are we saying attention is in like literally attention span, like paying attention? And, yeah, being yeah. able to pay attention to stuff. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember his big argument as to why that's a massive. I mean, it's, it feels like it definitely is a problem, isn't it? But yeah. I can't, why the? Yeah, I, I would. I'm, I'm here thinking like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, okay. Pays so attention he was anymore. saying like, <laughs> that that you need. Um, I maybe got the wrong time here, but you need something like twenty three minutes to become fully engrossed in your task. Mm. So once you start, say I'm writing, it'll only be 23 minutes in that I'm on a roll and I've, it has my full attention and I'm fully engrossed in what I'm doing. Oh, right. So every time you break off from that because you get a text message and you answer it or you get a notification from Instagram or something, yeah. then you have to start the 23 minutes again from the time you've been distracted. Mm. But when does that happen? Because, <laughs> I mean, I, I do the odd thing to try and like not get distracted but uh, it's hard to think that i go like say an hour without thinking about checking something or like it's it's just really difficult to i think maybe you're looking for a a reason not to be doing what you're doing if what you're doing is like work related yeah i was gonna say if you're not if you're not enjoying it you'll never get there (laughs) so i put this like blocker on my computer Mm. called um we don't have adverts on here unless unless you count me as an advert like come to my classes <laughs> yeah does that yeah, count <laughs> that does count i suppose but okay. i want a cut of anyone that does turn up so. <laughs> mm. yeah sure i'll let you know mm. <laughs> but <laughs> there's a program called cold turkey that i've used that I like can name. block the internet and it blocks you can but you can specify it so you can block certain websites rather than other. so all the social media ones are blocked when i want yeah. it to and there's absolutely no way you can override it as far as i know so what happens right. is 
I'll put that on for like two hours or something and then I'll put my phone in another room. But I still have my emails open in the corner because I might get a work-related email and sometimes they do need replying fairly quickly. So that's on in the corner. Mm. I don't block Wikipedia because Mm. if I'm doing any writing, I might want to do a little bit of research on the thing I'm writing. Yeah. So all the social media stuff is blocked off. So I think, well, I'm not going to get distracted by a Facebook, Twitter, Instagram notification, but... Even so, when they're all blocked and I'm like, well, I've got a Word document up and now I can write, I somehow end up finding myself on Wikipedia reading about, like, who was the first prime minister of Denmark or some rubbish. Like, it's just because there is still a way for me to be distracted, I can still find it. So it's like, that suggests to me that I kind of want to be distracted somewhere as well. Mm. So if, if Facebook was open, I'd look at that. But now that it's not, I think, well, I'll just look at something else instead. Yeah. So I'd, how do I change the underlying wants to be distracted in the first place? Is it just discipline or...? I would have thought it would be something like discipline, which obviously comes, like, I feel like the word discipline comes with some negative connotations because that means if you're not doing it, then you're not disciplined. You get which, smacked like, on the leg is insulting or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, if you don't enjoy what you're doing, you're always going to look for something else to do. You know, like if it's like, oh, I've got to do the laundry. Or, oh, I like doing the laundry. Or, you know. Oh, right. Okay. Well, dishes. Do you like cleaning dirty mm, dishes? Not really, but they do have tangible results at the end of them don't they i do do think that physical things are easier to do yeah definitely but i think if you don't enjoy what you what you're doing you're always gonna find something to try and distract you but if it's a case of like you know you do enjoy you just got to get going i don't know and then you find that you're still continuously distracted even though you want to not be because you want to enjoy what you're doing you want to you know keep riding or keep flowing or whatever but your mind keeps popping back to something else well that's what it feels more like it doesn't mean like uh, maybe it's because it's hard maybe i don't know but i wonder if maybe our lifestyles encourage a brain pattern that is like that though you know like from overstimuli or something you know i I went down to london recently and i just found it exhausting (laughs) was probably (laughs) a good word just so exhausting it was just so much going on that I felt like I just couldn't keep up. But it wasn't like from a point of view of like, oh, I'm going to get lost or I'm worried for my safety or anything like that. It was just like constantly something going on, you know, constantly something to look at constantly. And I just felt like, <laughs> I just want to go. I just need, excuse me, I just need to go to the toilet, <laughs> you know, and just kind of like hide away for a minute. I just felt like there was a lot going on. But I feel like if you're used to that, or if you're used to, I mean, this takes us back to the idea of talking about, you know, social media and reels and all of that, you know, because the way things work these days is it's all done by computers. So maybe you get someone that's mindlessly swiping through reel after reel after reel and the computer sees, right, if the reel is longer than 10 seconds, they swipe. So now our reels have to be shorter than 10 seconds. And it's not based on what's healthy for you. It's not based on if the person is enjoying themselves or not. It's not based on, you know, good brain, let's say habits or something like that. It's only based on eyeballs looking at screens. So if they churn that out and that's how we consume information through 10 second videos, we have to train the brain to be able to take in the information that's required within 10 seconds or we won't get there. Right. So then you're training the brain to be fast when really we don't actually need that. That's like a pointless skill almost. You know, I mean, some people will obviously, pil- mm. you know, pilots and stuff like that. You know, people who do comedians dealing with hecklers and, and yeah. yeah, comedians dealing with hecklers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there will be some skills out there. I'm not saying it's like a bad skill for everyone ever, but I just mean like 
in general, if you're trying to live a more calming life, or if you find that you get overwhelmed easily, or you get really high anxiety, or you know, they've got, you know these kind of issues that crop up, it's not helping if you're trying to train your brain to be a super fast machine. You know, it's, mm. slow it down, <laughs> take it in. That's the whole. That's one of the aspects of mindfulness, isn't it? To try and pay attention to each thing that is happening as it is right now. There was a lot of push when I was younger that you know, all multitasking. Oh, women are great at multitasking. Oh, multitasking is great. It's like multitasking is really not great. It is not a good. Yeah, that was another thing that was do. mentioned by this guy. Is that yeah. you think you multitasking, but what you're actually doing is you're splitting your concentration up between two things and doing them less well. Yep. Yeah. Multitasking. True multitasking is very rare. Not very many people can actually do it. All you get is someone who's trying to do two things at once and not doing a very good job. <laughs> yeah, but it sounds cool, doesn't it? But it sounds great. <laughs> I mean, I do notice that like it's quite hard to watch a film all the way through without thinking about checking your phone sometimes or mm. reading a book's hard, you know? Like, and how sad is that? <laughs> When novels came out, I'm sure I got told this, that apparently people used to think that novels were going to be like the death of... Oh, like you could read too much and write your brain. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I remember hearing yeah, that. Yeah, Because like, it was nonsense reading, because it wasn't like academic. I can't remember who I heard made this argument, but I thought it was quite good about fiction. Because apparently a lot of reading at the moment is non-fiction. Like, I think nonfiction has, like, exploded. How boring, people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think a lot of it is fair because, enough, fair because of the political turmoil or whatever. Because of the moments that we live in, there's a lot of, like, people wanting to find out more about... Well, they say that. They're probably reading mainly books by people that they already agree with and the whole confirmation <laughs> bias comes yeah. in, isn't it? That's probably what it it's actually is. It's like me is. going and reading, like, uh, books on climate change and then going, yeah. yeah. basically, yeah. You need to read some Bjorn Lomberg or whatever his name is. Do you know about him? No. He's, uh, he's the Danish guy. He's called the Climate Skeptic. All so right. So you want to check him out. Oh dear. Get you red pilled on the climate. So. <laughs> you already said. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, oh, did we just get distracted by our own topic? We did get distracted by <laughs> yes. We're off course already. Anyway, so fiction. So this is an aside anyway, this whole fiction, non fiction thing. But like, so there's a lot of non fiction reading these days mm. and less fiction reading. And I was listening to someone saying that fiction reading is incredibly important because reading books from the actual point of view of a, be a fictitious character is actually quite expanding for someone because it will make you become more empathetic towards certain things by mm. you know putting yourself in the point of view of whoever you're reading so it's actually more expanding potentially in some ways than reading a non-fiction account of stuff that maybe isn't going to actually not enlighten you the wrong word but just expand your field of you know like some yeah some other fluffy word so you know what i mean yeah 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 and also like fiction books they tend to be written in a way that's quite slow which you wouldn't necessarily get in other forms of entertainment so like watching a movie it has to finish in a couple hours so it will be quick whereas if you're reading a book you could have potentially a series that's 15 books long yeah and over the course of the books the person the main person in the storyline at the, in the first book will be a completely different person at the end of the 15th book you know what i mean because they can just change people with time and you can watch it happen because you can i mean you can watch it happen from that third party perspective you're doing it from the inner 
mind of the character you're reading when exactly. you're not doing that exactly. if you're watching a film even of the same yeah. thing are you so that's yeah, it's just a completely yeah. different genre of that's why you can't directly replicate pure prose into pure film can you it's not mm. Now, the reason I talked about the fiction books was because, that's it, because originally they were like, oh, well, that's going to rot your brain, like reading books all day yeah. and stuff. But that seems like a paradise now, doesn't it, to compare to these days, isn't it? I, mean, I know. Do you think we'll get to that point now where they'll be like, ooh, they said reels would rot your brain, and now no, look at us. I think they are going to rot our brains. <laughs> They sell the idea of mindfulness courses as a way to sort of help you... Keep your focus. Because isn't a lot of the theorizing behind, say, meditating about, like... Because when you're doing it, you're like, you realize that you're being buffeted by thoughts and stuff constantly. Mm. And so it's related to attention. Yeah. Because it's about going, well, I'll just leave that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's a... Of sticking plaster on top of something in some ways, but like without making fundamental changes to maybe I don't know, but but maybe you're, you're the life coach here. Anyway. Not me. I mean, it's not I'm me. not a life coach, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe maybe that happens anyway. So like you start meditating and then you naturally find it easier to switch off from other things. So like maybe because you've practiced something like meditating that and you and you're like trying to get into that habit then when something is trying to distract you like your phone or something like that it's easier for you to just go like oh no i'm done with that now and so it is changing your life in other more fundamental ways i mean we say that and i'm agreeing so but i'm also saying i'm not finding it like easy to maintain my focus on like i compare myself to that person in the 1600s reading the first charlotte bronte book or whatever it is Actually, I don't know if I've got the time. So when was the Bronte? <laughs> Bronte is the 1800s, sorry. But like, I have uh, no idea. Uh, anyway, in my mind, that person that's got this book and then all their family are like, oh, they're always in their bloody book, this one. You know, <laughs> put, <laughs> put the book, no books at the table, you know, that sort of mm. thing, which would be the equivalent of like a phone now or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm imagining that person sitting for the whole day reading a book without being distracted because there's no... There's nothing to distract them other than their own thoughts. Well, there will be, I suppose. So I'm just romanticizing it, I suppose. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah. So okay, so maybe I'm having unrealistic expectations. But you know, sometimes I've got like, like on Friday, I've got a big day of driving tomorrow. So I'm gonna basically, I'm gonna do little during the day, right? So I thought, well, I'm reading a book at the moment. I'd quite like to sit and read the book all day. But the last couple of times I've tried to do that, it's been really hard. So yeah. I haven't been able to sit and just like read all day without itching to. But what when you when you feel the itch to interrupt, <laughs> do you feel like it's something like just as practical and or nice? Like like um, I'm disappointed in myself though. Yeah, but I mean, like, what what's the itch? Is it like oh, I'm hungry? Practical. You're obviously going to get hungry at some point during the day. You need to eat. That would be silly mm. to judge that. And then the other thing is like, well, I'm reading, but actually. I've kind of had enough of this book and I'd really like to um, do this puzzle. I don't know. Maybe that's a bit boring. But you know what I mean? Like, is there something just as, like, potentially as nice and as fun, but it's just something different? But I want to get to this... What are you being distracted by? Well, I don't know, because I think think in my mind I want to be fully engrossed in the book and just, like, write the... And maybe that's not practical. Maybe that's not... Maybe reality is clashing with my ideas. To be honest, I would say, like, just a few hours max. Because I bet I reckon... 
you might be tapping into something a little bit more primal. Because like, if if we were to actually be physically able to engross ourselves into something for a, for a, an extremely long period of time, it's probably not very safe. So yeah, I suppose you're right there. Maybe it's um yeah, maybe it is unnatural to be able to do. It. I just maybe it's the whole like needing to do twenty three minutes to be fully engrossed in the first place, and then there's a time uh, period, and then there's a time yeah. period where I'm like, well, that's it. But getting myself into the twenty sort of minute zone sometimes is really hard to break through into because you could start reading and then you'll sort of start thinking about something else before you got to the end of the page and i'm wondering if you're reading the wrong stuff well that does occasionally <laughs> happen if the prose is bad or like yeah. too, or too academic I mean, we've all, you know, we've all started to read a book and think oh you know <laughs> what am i doing <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, but no, if it's a book but, that you really enjoy you should easily be able to read it for half an hour without yeah, it being I don't know, like sometimes it is sometimes something that's slightly challenging is still enjoyable but yeah, but I mean, if you want to get lost in the story, then there has to be a story that you enjoy, and it has to be easy for you to read and understand, or you won't, like, get lost in it. There has to be that balance, doesn't there, between effort and ease. If it's too much effort, it won't, not to say they won't be worth it, but it won't necessarily be the same. Yeah, but I mean, I've read hard books before, mm. like, you know, Dostoevsky and they're not easy to read, but they're really worthwhile. And it's not just because of like, ha ha, I finished it. I've got my, I've got my <laughs> got crime my badge. and punishment badge. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, not- yeah, my War and Peace badge. <laughs> I suppose the other thing as well is sometimes I think when you when you're trying to focus on something like reading, if you've put too much pressure on yourself because you're constantly in that state of like you think you're trying to better yourself by noticing how much you can focus and not focus and by doing that you're messing up the the experiment in a sense so you're too aware of how focused or unfocused you are and so it's never going to work you know what I mean it's like being hyper aware like I haven't never thought about it so I can look back now and remember when I was on holiday I finished a book I finished a book in three days. It was a children's book, but it was a book yeah, nonetheless. Yeah, children's book. <laughs> I, love, I love Joseph Delaney. He's a great oh, right. writer. Honestly, it wasn't like, He's really good. It wasn't like the very hungry caterpillar or something. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, not no. that young, Jesus. <laughs> okay. No, no, I mean like, uh, I think they're aimed at like 15, 16 or 14 or something okay. like that. Young, you know, kind of early teens kind of ages. But I, I've always really enjoyed coming of age stories anyway. But I, you know, it's not tiny book, but like it's, you know an inch thick or whatever and obviously it's written simply a lot of pictures though no pictures no pictures <laughs> obviously <laughs> thanks for that <laughs> but like it's i just find them really nice to read because you don't get bo- too bogged down and sometimes it can be a bit frustrating to be honest but there's no detail in the story there's no description of what they're wearing you know they might just say like oh we put his hat on you know super simple you know there's no like oh he's wearing a beret and it looks like this and it's got these colors and he's got little breast buttons it's none of that there's hardly any Mm. of that kind of description so you can you don't really get lost in the imagery you just follow the storyline which ends up being quite quick because it's written so you know simply in a sense but then the story because you don't have the the fluff of the description to fluff up the book the storyline has to be good because that's the only thing you're there for but I can look back there and think, yeah, I, I sat on the roof by the pool and, I, and I, I read for a good good hour without really being distracted. I mean, maybe I looked up at the birds once or something when they were calling, yeah. but like nothing like super like, oh, I need to look at my phone and oh, I need to do this. 
looking back, I can do that. But if I was thinking about, like, now that we've had this conversation, I'm going to be scuppered for ages because I'm going to be thinking about it every time I want to focus on something. Oh, so I've ruined that for you. <laughs> no, no. I just mean if you're constantly trying to judge yourself. You might just be noticing that you're distracted more than you are actually. Yeah. Right? Because that, there's yeah. that thing as well, isn't there? Like, you know, that you're seeing it through a new prism now, yeah, aren't you? Because you're now exactly. looking for it all the time. You yeah. realize that you were always distracted from stuff, right? So, yeah, but you weren't judging it as being a negative thing or being weird. Thing. So when I so. was a kid and I used to read like and I didn't have a smartphone and stuff mm. my, I probably still did get distracted by other things because I was a, you know I don't know if teenagers c- can ever not be distracted at times but <laughs> like, yeah. you know so that's a romanticized idea of yeah of readers from the past and maybe that idyllic yeah. reader from the past was also you know distracted. constantly but, distracted Constantly going out to the kitchen for snacks. That's what I would do as a teenager. I was always getting snacks. <laughs> yeah, I do find it very frustrating, though. Because the thing where I didn't have a smartphone, like especially watching a film. If you watch a two-hour film, I wouldn't have thought about much else other than the film. But then I probably would, maybe my mind would still wander to other things every so often if it wasn't particularly. But because the smartphone is the is the theatre of your distraction now. That's what you mm. go to straight away because it's going to be because it's so got then you blame everything it on it. For so. everything that's going wrong, you kind of blame it for all your problems because it has everything on it when really it's not necessarily you yeah. be distracted by something else. Yeah. yeah. I still think it's worse because of the way it trains your mind in some respects and stuff and what it actually yeah. plays on and the business model that they have and whatever. And the business they're... models are just wrapped around algorithms rather than like it's, it's how we're going to progress time, as a society. It's how, how do you keep people's eyes on your screen yeah. longer is the whole model of them, isn't it? So mm. I don't know. It is frustrating when I'm reading and I want to be reading more because I can do it better. Like if I'm, mm. I think reading as an example, is, is a muscle in some ways. You can't just look... If you haven't been reading for ages, right, I don't think you can just pick up War and Peace and be like, I'm going to be reading this or I'm going to yeah. read... Yeah, oh, I love this book, this War and Peace. <laughs> no, no, I just mean that, like, I think what I do is is I, I tend to work up to a big book. So mm-hmm. I read a couple of small books and then I feel like I've got a head of steam and I'm like, now I'm going to tackle the big book for a bit and be... You know, so like I'm reading a reasonable size book at the moment, but the next book uh, I want to read is a whopper. So yeah. I'm like building myself up to that. So, but is that because it's like going to be hard or complicated? It's or... long, just long. Yeah, but like, what's wrong with long? Like, what, what, what about that puts you off? Huh? Well, <laughs> well, like I absolutely love Robin Hobb. And she writes fantasy books, and she the Rob the series that I like that she's written fits in the full. That series goes over, yeah, like fifteen books, I think it is, and I mm. love that. I like that. I if I start a fantasy series, I like to know that this is going to last me a while. If it's only got one book, it makes me think like, oh, that means they're not out yet. I'm going to have to wait. There's definitely going to be cliffhangers. I won't remember. So for me, if I know that there's a lot of story to it, it's exciting because it's not going to finish. Like I always find, you know, when things finish and it's like, well, that didn't have to finish. I could keep going. He's still got his whole life ahead of him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't like things finishing. Did I talk about this before? Like a year or two ago or something. I said, I don't, I don't but then like why? So then why don't you like big books? Because I would have thought you would love big books because then that means there's a lot of... Sagas are different to um, just a big book. The big book I'm going to be reading is part of the 
Robert Caro's series of biographies of Lyndon Johnson. So I'm on the third one where he's Senate Majority Leader in the 1950s. So basically you're telling me you're trying to read boring books. No, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Absolutely. I mean, that sounds like it's boring, but I'm telling you, just they're really engrossing. So why are you just excited? I am excited, but I can't just read a 1,200 page book from a standing start. I've got to like exercise the reading muscle by reading other things. Do you know okay. what I mean? It's like you Not mean, really. Okay. <laughs> I'm always surprised at how different our brains are. So <laughs> I kind of I think understand I've got a what you're saying, but I. So. Oh, oh, I see what it is. I understand the concept. I've just never felt that way before. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're not going to feel that way if you're only reading kids' books. So. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I don't know. Is this something you thought of before? And do you do any... When you do your yogaring, um, I'm trying to look for another word other than attention. Have you paid attention to attention? But do you... Is this something that you focused on before or that you do? Well, I suppose in the end, like that, this is this is why we do. I know you're saying, like, you're coming back to the idea of like 20 minutes or whatever. Uh, obviously, I don't spend that long. But this is why I almost always, in all, almost all of my classes, we start with our mental focus because that's the whole point of yoga is it's supposed to build you up to the point so that you can focus a bit better either during your shavasana or for meditation after shavasana. But I always put it at the beginning as well because I feel like it has a little impact on how well we do our practice. That's why I say, you know, now's the chance to bring your mind into this moment, focus so that you can practice safely and get the most out of it. If you don't focus on your practice, you won't get the most out of it. If you're distracted, you're likely to hurt yourself at the extreme side of it, you know. And at the not extreme side of it, you're just not paying attention enough and you won't you maybe won't feel like you did much or something. So if you take that time at the beginning just to sit for a moment, and I think we use you go for somewhere between three and ten minutes, depending on how long the whole class is anyway, and focus and then start your practice, I feel like I'm I'm more focused on what mm. we're doing than if I were to just in the odd class where I have just gone straight into movement. Mm. Having been to so many of my classes, <laughs> what do you say? Do you think that that helps you? focus on the the class uh it might act a little bit like you know when you have sushi and they have a gin you have ginger between each course as a palate cleanser it's kind of, <laughs> okay. it feels a bit like that maybe like it's like you yeah you made you like it's the in-between period between your previous task and the current sort of thing that's, the kind that's of what actually like, a very yeah. good analogy because i would say that's the whole intention of it it's not to try and get well, you I to like artist, i know bliss so out gonna... but... <laughs> but, um... <laughs> i'm not trying to put you in you know like a great state of like oh i'm enlightened and I've, I've um you know that's it i'm a spirit now you know in that first five minutes of our class i'm literally just trying to say like if you were writing an email and then you were like oh crap i'm gonna i've got to stop now because i gotta go to yoga or i'll miss it You know, it's hard sometimes to let go of what we wanted to say or what we were doing or, you know, it just gives you that chance to make that choice to let go for a bit and know that you can come back to it. Can I also say, as one of the things I enjoy about doing a yoga class is that I do like other exercise, like I go on the exercise bike. I used to Mm. run before my knee didn't like it. But I think you are, you can be just like when I'm on an exercise bike, sometimes I'll get my, I'll get to watch a YouTube video or listen to a podcast or I'm like, cause, cause I can get, if I'd just be doing it by myself, I'd be bored and I'd get distracted yeah. or I'd look at the phone. Yeah, but, yeah. but what I like about doing a yoga class is that you get instruction 
throughout the whole thing. So you are actually fully engrossed in what you're doing because you're following. It literally is a drop everything else and become engrossed in this other thing. And it's only yeah. like when we lie down at the end, and I'm very bad at Shavasana, where I like lie down and my brain's just like, oh, well, that's over. Let's think about this. And I can't always stop yeah. that. I should probably make more of an effort with it. In fact, you said on um, either Monday or Tuesday, literally said, even if you don't allow yourself to do this properly, have a think this time about like focusing properly. And I thought, oh, it's like she knows me. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, it's the whole like being the whole hour of just like, now do this, do this, and we're doing it. And then you are just like, mm. that's what I like if I'm fully engrossed in the thing. So really, I think what I'm saying is, I think you should read a book to me. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right okay. Kayla, book on tape. <laughs> Just as long as you don't expect me to do voices. I'm not very good at voices. <laughs> but I would say about Shavasana, there's a lot of discussion in the yoga community in general that Shavasana is not a meditation. So it's not about treating it like a meditation either. So if you if you find like, oh, I'm in Shavasana, I have to meditate now. It's like, no, technically, you should have your Shavasana and then you meditate. Oh, it never ends, is it? Afterwards, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Just goes on forever. But I think the idea is that, you know, you take that pressure away from yourself. If you think of it as a meditation and you've got to constantly focus on trying to meditate in your Shavasana, then you're constantly thinking, oh, I've got to focus. When really, that's not that's not always what it's about. It's not a big deal if your brain starts to wander and think about other things. But the catch with that is, is I would say, really, it's a time to focus on relaxing the body. And that is a skill. When your brain starts to think about things, especially talking. So if you think about talking to someone else, even if you don't go full out mouth movements, like talking to yourself, you you will move. The muscles in your face will move slightly. Your eyebrows will move. Even if they're only like little twitches, things will move and you're not relaxed then because your brain has started to think you'll get tension in the neck, some stuff going on in the body, maybe the hands will twitch. Things move. What? So you're saying you're almost like mouthing what you're thinking? Yeah, 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 yeah. So like if, you know, when you're talking to yourself or you're walking down the road and you get a bit engrossed in your thought and then you think, oh shoot, did I move my, my whole mouth then? Mm. <laughs> no wonder that person looked at me funny. <laughs> Do you ever you know. do, or is this just me, but sometimes when I'm watching a TV show that maybe I've already watched, my yeah. uh, my si- significant other, well, is that what you call your partner? Significant other? Is that another? I call him my husband. I know you call him, <laughs> but I'm not married, so. This person that I live with. <laughs> um, sometimes you look over and I... And now, and now and then I get told that I'm mouthing some of the words of the film I've already seen before. Or something. Mm. And I sort of thought, oh, I don't like the fact that I'm doing because I don't even know I'm doing that. Yeah, it's a similar kind of thing. I'm probably thinking about, oh, the words are next. Like, I like this speech in The Godfather, yeah. so now I'm going to like... Yeah, sort of yeah, like, something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sort of... That's... <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I mean, though, by it being a bit subconscious. And, I'm, and mm. obviously I'm not saying you're going to be like absolutely full on you know, putting on a one-man show while you're laying on your, in your shavasana. But, <laughs> but, I, do, it, but. <laughs> I know, right? But I mean, like, if, we're, if the purpose is to, if today you've decided or whatever, that the purpose is to fully relax, and, and, and then that might not always be the case, and sometimes it just isn't comfortable and we have to give ourselves a break. But if we do come to our shavasana and we're pretty happy laying there and we're pretty happy being still, and then we let the mind wander and we don't try and stop it at all, and we start really thinking, then we're not relaxing the body fully. It just, it, it 
it won't happen because the mind moves the body. So <laughs> if you want that to be something that you want to focus on, then you've got to focus a bit. No, I promise I promise to do better next time. So. <laughs> Another thing about Shavasana is the idea through your whole practice is that like you were saying you're practicing focusing because you're trying to do stuff and you're trying to in a sense mimic you know copy what i'm saying or warrior two warrior three blah blah you're going through all these poses and you're like yeah yeah gotta pay attention or i'll be in a different pose with (laughs) you know (laughs) and then you get to the end and that's supposed to have kind of like practiced your paying attention muscle in the brain so then you can pay attention easier even though what we're doing isn't very you don't have to pay attention. You know, it's not like all of a sudden you're going to end up in a completely different pose because we're all just laying on the floor. But the idea is that you've practiced paying attention for, you know, 45 minutes, 50 minutes or whatever. And then you come to the end and your brain's like, but I'm paying attention. What am I paying attention to? It's like, Well, you can pay attention to relaxing. And it's supposed to help. But I mean, obviously everyone's different. In theory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you not find that it helps at all? No, 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 I'm just saying sometimes it sounds, it always sounds good, doesn't it? In theory, everything's always easier than it is in practice, isn't it? Yeah. But it's yeah. like you said, oh, like, yeah, it's yeah. like you said about things taking a long time, what well, they do, don't they? So, and it's yeah. a constant, you know, you're constantly fighting against the other forces of, you know, of whatever else is distracting your attention or whatever. So it's like, it's not like you win, you always got to work on things. It's like, mm. I suppose it's like exercise, isn't it? You don't yeah. get to a stage where if you're a physical, start if you're working on your physical you know like on your physique or whatever mm. you don't get to a stage you like solve that but you still gotta keep going and then sort of tailor it to as you get older and stuff and not do so yeah. much but it's still i mean that's actually a really good point because if you want to like say work the muscles to keep them healthy and strong it has to be work so you have to find it difficult if it's easy then it's not working the muscles so and that's kind of the same for the brain if you don't if you find it easy then, well, I mean, one, maybe that's great, awesome, good for you. <laughs> but assuming that we all find it mostly quite difficult to do different focusing and, and meditation and things crop up and we're not sure if we're doing it right and you know, all this kind of stuff, well, that's that's the nature of the beast. If it, if you didn't, if it was easy, then it wouldn't be working. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, we don't, if we're trying to challenge our mind, we don't pick up, you know, kindergarten mathematics, one plus one is two, because that's yeah. not a challenge anymore. So we have to continuously find something that is challenging if it's going to help us grow. And that's the same, not just for, you know, the body, but for the mind as well, and for different aspects of mental health, like meditation and focusing and stuff. Which is why monks end up, you know, meditating for hours and hours and hours. No, they don't have smartphones, do they? So. <laughs> I don't see many yeah, monks on Instagram, do you? Oh, well, you know what? That's a good point. <laughs> but they're not focused on followers. They don't have to just sell a solo show in Edinburgh, do they? Or are they focused on followers, but physical followers? <laughs> mm. You want to follow me? You have to come into my house. <laughs> Old school. <laughs> this whole thing about like attention and stuff has reminded me of a joke that I tried to write, which I don't know if it works, because it didn't work when I did it mm-hmm. in front of people. Anyway, do you want to hear that? Yeah, go on. So I was drinking orange juice recently, right? And I think Mm. the guy writing the ingredients for the orange juice got distracted because it says orange juice made from concentrate. Uh. (laughs) It doesn't really work. Yeah, it's too much grammar needed for that. (laughs) It's not bad. Well, we'll bury it here, so... (laughs) Okay. 
Thanks so much for listening. You have no idea how many times I have already tried to record this outro because I worry that saying thank you I just don't sound very thankful because I've got such a one-tone kind of voice that just feels like it's got no expression in it. But I mean, I am grateful, you know, we, we both are. And so please, you know, don't doubt the sincerity of that. This is a bit which I imagine everyone always switches off anyway. But if you like the show, please do tell other people about the show if, if you want, if you want. If that's your thing, if you know other people that might be interested it give us a share like or secretly tell people in your little whatsapp groups and stuff and you know get following us on social media we've both got youtube channels and we both uh, think use instagram more than the other ones and we will be back if you're listening in real time not 10 years from now a thousand years from now you might be aliens that have discovered this is maybe the only fragment left of human society you never know where am i going with this basically in two weeks time as of exactly this time it's a bank holiday in the uk so there won't be an episode then but we're back in september obviously if you're an alien from the year 3000 just disregard that but if you haven't heard all the old episodes they're not topical so you can listen to them if, if you really need your fix which i hope you do i mean i hope i hope we're like crack right have a lovely week weekend whatever the, i don't know when you're listening to this so whatever the next period of time is before you hear another one of these, I hope that is a good period of time, and long may that continue.